0: Mm -hmm. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back for part two of the course management masterclass. Is that what we're calling it? Ultimate guide to course management, something like that. Making better decisions, shooting better golf scores, plucking off that low hanging fruit that is course management. Basically, if you want to play better golf, one of the fastest ways you can do that is by making better decisions on the golf course those better decisions might just be the thing you need to take home that bet or that action next time you're playing with your friends on the golf course. Anyway, my name's Tim Connor. I'm the host of this podcast. I teach golf all day, every day. That's what I do. I've done it for the last decade. I um, own my golf academy here in Spokane Valley, Washington. And this podcast is kind of my chance to pass along some of the the learning I get to do in, uh, in my lessons, in my time on the course. All the stuff that, you know, lives up here in the um, mind of a mad scientist or a mad golf coach or I'm not actually mad. I'm pretty happy, but um, all the stuff that lives up top. Anyway, uh, let's dig in. This is This is part two. This is the ultimate course management class. Yeah, we need to make good decisions. That stuff really matters. We need to understand our ball flight. We need to shoot lower golf scores. That's what this is all about. Anyway, so to review, we talked about working the golf ball, risk assessment last time, uh, hitting it onto the center of the green. Now let's just let's just dig in a little deeper. Let's um let's let's dive a little deeper down the rabbit hole. Talk about some more advanced course management stuff. There are players that like to work the golf ball. They like to work the golf ball and curve it to the left. Like to work the golf ball and curve it to the right. That's okay. I will say that for most of you, having a stock shot that you can trust is the best way to shoot the lowest golf scores because you can really hone in on being a master of one thing instead of being just okay at a couple. Having a miss that you can trust is so important for course management. If you can hit the golf ball relatively straight most of the time and know that you're gonna miss it right or miss it left when you do miss, you are, miles ahead of most people. And then you can really start to make educated decisions. So let me start by just talking about this. What, so let's say we're on a par five. There's water right and it's pretty open to the left. okay, but there's trees on the left, but it's just you know standard width or whatever. We hit a straight ball and our miss is a push, okay? That is uh, that's what we've what we've built. That's and that's me right now. So that's what I'm doing. So my aim point's not gonna be right down the center because if I push the golf ball, now I'm taking trouble into my consideration. I can aim down the left side and if I push the golf ball, now I'm in the right side of the fairway or maybe I'm just into the rough. You get where I'm going with this? Now I'm still in play because I have a predictable miss. Now let's run that one other way. So let's say I aimed on the left side and I hook it now, I miss left. The miss that I'm not supposed to have that stinks, right? Because I aimed on the left side, now I hooked it left, now I'm in the tree line and I've incurred an extra stroke. So what I want you to understand is having a predictable miss is very, very important. It's very important for being able to have some of this more advanced course management stuff because you're really not having much course management if you could step up to the ball and hit it 40 yards right or 40 yards left. We're just, we're guessing we're not playing chess, we're playing checkers. Big part of that is you just have to make a decision. Do I want to miss left? Do I want to miss right? What I recommend is typically, it depends on the player, but once you've developed a relatively straight ball, I prefer a a baby draw. Let's say you've developed a baby draw. I prefer that player misses to the right because missing to the right with more of a push is gonna be a softer miss versus missing to the left with more of a hook, that's gonna be a much more penalizing miss. It's not gonna land soft, it's gonna land and run. Take that into consideration and develop a one-way miss. I'm okay with you missing in either direction, but you have to make a decision and decide, hey, I'm only going to miss this one way. And then if you do miss, you have to be okay with it because life is not perfect, golf is not perfect. We can't hit every shot perfect. On our good days, yeah, we're gonna hit a lot of great shots, but on our bad days, we need to know where our miss is going. Golf is more about your misses than your makes. Think about that for a second. Playing the golf hole in reverse. This is a course management technique that can be so good for you. But you have to think a little bit ahead. You have to have played the course before. If you've never played the course before, and that's where, if you haven't played the course before, you are at a bit bit of a disadvantage. Sometimes people will play better because they're swinging freely, but to really know your course management, you have to have played the course before. And that's why players show up for tournaments prior to the tournament. So they get those practice rounds in, those reps in, And they understand the, the, the course they're playing, where their misses are, where they can, how, and how they can go about working their way around that golf course. So playing the golf hole in reverse, what do you want your pro shot to be into that hole? Let's say you're playing a 330 yard par four, but there's trouble everywhere out by the hole. It's just, it's nasty. It's nasty. There's bunkers everywhere. There's water all around it, but a person could drive it at that hole. You know, you just be assuming a lot of risk. And I, I, likely wouldn't recommend that unless you were hitting it so good that day that you couldn't miss. And then you're like, Hey, I'm going to send it because, um, I'm hitting it. Good risk assessment. Let's say you're playing like the rest of us and you're not hitting it, driving like Rory McIlroy, uh, play the hole in reverse. What do you want your next shot to be? What is, what gives you the best chance at making birdie on that hole? Where do you want to leave your, where would you like to putt to that flag? You know, ideally we're going to have an uphill putt, right? try to leave it in that spot where we have that best birdie putt. And we're gonna try to give us ourselves the approach that gives us the best chance to getting to that birdie putt where we can make it from. All of these are layers to how we're gonna play the golf course and make decisions, but we have to think through that and play the golf hole in reverse. So let's say on that hole, 330 yards. Okay, me, I'm pretty confident from say 75 to 90 yards. So I'm gonna hit a 240 yard shot off the tee I'm gonna just rip a hybrid down there. And if I really rip a hybrid, maybe I'll hit it 250. And if I miss it, I hit it 225. So I'm left somewhere from like 105 to 75. I feel good about that. Those are yardages that I'm confident from. Now I'm not hitting three wood because one, I don't wanna incur the risk of hitting it further and maybe bringing trouble into play. But maybe you do wanna hit three wood because you're a better three wood hitter than I am. That's cool. You hit three wood, and but what's your next shot gonna be? This is, all, this is the whole game we're playing here. What is our next shot going to be? Are you confident from 40, 50 yards? Do you like that 30 to 50 yard pitch shot? What is the thing that gives you the best odds at making birdie on that hole? And then think about your approach. If, if we can get ourselves that uphill opportunity at that putt, ideally, we're going to play to a yardage where maybe we're one or two yards short of that target. And then we're putting uphill because an uphill putt Here's something for you. An uphill putt actually has a backboard. That's why we like putting uphill, because when we're putting uphill, we actually have that backboard that, that we have more flexibility with our speed because we can hit the backboard. And if we don't hit the backboard, well, we'll make the next one. Putting, course management. Once you start hitting the golf ball really well, golf becomes about how well you putt. So much of that is leaving yourselves in spots where you can make putts. And this might depend on the course you're playing. So if the course you're playing and the greens are all pancakes, it doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't really matter where you are in the green. But if there's a lot of slope, now there's a lot of strategy. Where can we leave ourselves that gives us the best opportunity to make the next shot? Playing the hole in reverse. That's all what this boils down to. Thinking about our moves in advance. Playing chess, not checkers. Having that thought, seven, eight, nine thoughts in advance. And then here's the thing about golf. We might have all these thoughts and plans And then we have to bring ourselves into the moment and hit one golf shot. We have to be present to hit that one golf shot and do our best to make the shot that we intended to make. And you know what? Oftentimes we don't do our best. We don't hit the shot we wanna make. And then we have to reassess our plan, plan from there, and continue to just make good decisions. But here's the thing. Good decisions compound on top of one another. Staying in control of your emotions and not letting them get the best of you will compound. If you if you lose it, if you lose your control, your decision-making, often that's where you'll see blowups come from. High scores, multitudes of high scores. Players shoot 75 one day, then they shoot 90 the next. They lost it and they let one bad decision add up to a lot of bad decisions. That's where, and this could be a whole other podcast, but we wanna be in control of our emotions. We wanna be making decisions based on you know, what gives us the best odds. But we're on the topic of course management. I think it would be unfair not to give some attention to the things that can influence your golf ball and what it does. Wind affects your golf ball a lot. Oftentimes amateurs underestimate the wind. So when in doubt, overestimate what the wind's gonna do. That means downwind or into the wind. So if you're hitting into a 10 mile an hour wind, it's gonna affect, let's say it's gonna affect your shot seven or eight yards. When in doubt, add more to that. Try to hit it past the hole, okay? This is just general rules of thumb, but often amateurs will underestimate what the wind's going to do, all right? Humidity, humidity affects your golf ball. Is the air thick? Okay, then the ball's not going to travel as far. Elevation, elevation has a massive influence on your ball flight. The air is thinner, at higher elevations, say 5000 6000 feet if you play golf in Colorado or Utah, you know this, uh, the ball goes further. Say at 5000 feet it's roughly 10% of distance. And but it all depends on the day and how thick the air is. Getting an idea for these variables. That's where golf becomes so much fun as you continue to progress with the game, as you develop a ball flight that you can trust, shot that you can trust because if you know your 7 iron's going 150 and you can trust that, and then you show up in Colorado, it's carrying 170. It's not just, oh, I'm magically hitting it better that day. It's going 170 because of elevation. Or it's going 170 because of elevation, plus humidity, plus your downwind. All of these variables are things that I need you to consider when it comes time into making uh, shot selection. And just remember that at the end of the day, overestimate the wind, don't uh, underestimate it. Um, course management is really, really important. Developing a ball flight that you can trust is really important. Having a one-way miss is really important. Playing the hole in reverse is a concept that will help you make better decisions over time. Um, Let me know your questions. Let me know what I didn't talk about that you would like to know more about when it comes to course management. Course management is a big deal. I love these kind of podcasts that we can talk more about strategy, less about X's and O's. X's and O's are important. I just feel like these kind of things don't get talked about enough. And it can be very impactful if you can uh, get your golf game, if you can use some of these, if you can use some of these principles to help you with your golf game. Anyway, let's close out this part of the course management series. Let me know what you'd like to know more about. I can always come back to it. Subscribe to the channel, leave it a review, share it with a friend, all that stuff helps more than you know. And uh, I'll catch you back here, same time. Same place next week. He's crazy.